Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. You look good, man. It's a nice outfit. Thank you, brother. And I say that a lot Thank for you, but this one stands out. Yeah, brother is right. You, brother is right. Um, I don't know why, man. You look like you like you about to direct your pizza to Daddy Green's Pizza or some shit. Like, I mean, I, I swear, like, <laughs> I was looking like I was looking like Bruce Leroy from The Last Dragon. Like, you got the glow. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you try to holler at Laura Charles. Hey, <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm, I'm serious, man. Either that, or you, or you just finished listening to songs in the key of life because you look like you're about to paint a picture, drop an album, maybe. something. Maybe. This is like that's. Hey, that, hey you that's know, I'm in that look. space. I, 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 I like it. That's, you know. I'm in that space today, man. I'm in that space. I'm feeling very, very creative, very artistic. Uh, very African, okay. Very African. Oh, Let's yeah. just get right to it. Oh, oh I'm telling you, no, I mean it looks pan, Af I'm pan telling African. You. Somebody, somebody got to give some thoughts to their fashion, you know, or, <laughs> on this serious show. So I appreciate you <laughs> holding it down stylistically uh, for today's program. But no, nah, it's, it's a good look. It's a good look. Um, all right. Whew, so um, since Friday. Um, it has been all systems go on the Deshaun Watson front. Now, legally, today he was supposed to be uh, deposed in the uh, ongoing civil litigation, the civil cases uh, that have been brought against him for allegations of sexual assault and misconduct during massage sessions. We know he was cleared criminally by Harris County on Friday. And ever since then, it's like the floodgates have just opened when it comes to yeah. NFL teams falling over themselves for his services and understandably so it's been so long since we've seen him play and we have conversations about top five quarterbacks a year ago uh, at this time he would have been in that conversation. Uh, he hadn't played in a long time and there was some question about when we would see him but clearly these teams are like hey he's not being charged criminally. We'll see what happens with the civil cases. We'll see what the league ends up doing but they're all trying to get in on a Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. And the latest entry, apparently, uh, is the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, his yeah. hometown Atlanta Falcons. He is, of course, a native of Gainesville, Georgia. Uh, spends a lot of time still in Atlanta. Atlanta's home for him. Um, was once a ball boy for Arthur Blank in the Atlanta Falcons. So there's a relationship there. There's some familiarity there. Would certainly make for quite the homecoming story. 
Uh, add that to the reported meetings that he had with the Saints and Panthers last night. And he was scheduled to meet with the Browns today. The Browns are the most interesting one because I was like, don't the Browns kind of sort of have a quarterback? I know they don't love him, but do they have to be that obvious about the fact that they don't love him? But nonetheless, the Browns scheduled to meet with him today as well. So uh, no shortage of activity on the Deshaun Watson front. Uh, what jumps out to you, brother? My dear sweet well, brother, you know Nosey. What jumps out to you? <laughs> there it is. Big brother, big brother, almighty. Um, look, there are many angles to this, which makes it uh, just an irresistible story. Whether you're a sports fan or not, there are many angles you can really delve into. How about just the bottom line? And that's that number one is the bottom line. The NFL waited. NFL teams waited until there was no criminal charge on the table for Deshaun Watson. It was almost like, okay, oh, you're not going to charge him criminally? All right, let's go forward. And remember what Jenny Ventus told us yesterday. I thought she was excellent. Uh, for those who missed it, check it out. Uh, it's on, if you're listening via podcast, it's on a podcast. It's on a, a YouTube channel. It's in the Peacock archive. But Jenny Ventus yesterday said, I choose to focus on the facts. And the facts are that something happened, not that nothing that rose to the level of, for, for this grand jury, nothing that rose to the level for them to say, yes, let's charge him criminally, but something happened. But that doesn't matter to the NFL. I think the bottom line for most NFL teams is, okay, we, are we talking about a criminal case or a civil case? Two different things. Oh, we're talking about a civil case? Let's move forward. And their actions speak louder than words, whatever they say. And I'm not passing judgment, Mike. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm taking Jenny's uh, cue. I'm focused on the facts. So the facts are, as soon as Deshaun Watson knew that that grand jury was not going to indict him criminally, NFL teams flocked to him just as quickly as NFL teams stayed away from him when he was up in the air, when his case was pending. Well, so that, that's one it kind of, it go kind ahead, of go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. You had a second one. No, yeah, yeah, but go ahead. But but let's 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 unpack that one because I got a couple so, more. But well, that's... I mean, I well that 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 was somewhat surprising, because see, okay, so going back over the last year of this process, from what I understood, uh, and from what I observed, it never, and from what I you know heard from other people who were kind of sort of in the know on this, I I never thought. See, I wasn't surprised that he didn't uh, get charged criminally. Like I, I even though that was a possibility by the mere fact that he had wow. been was being investigated criminally. Okay. I, it always felt like that was the extreme like that was the it, again possible but not likely that he would be charged criminally. So I, I didn't get the sense that NFL teams were cautious about Deshaun Watson last year last offseason and into the trade deadline because they were worried about him being charged criminally and potentially being convicted criminally criminally. I thought it was just the sheer optics of the situation, not to mention what the NFL might do once he tries to take the field again. I thought that was what was scaring teams away. Also, there is the well, let me just say he was, say he was locked as, he, and he was also locked in on, on Miami last year too. Let's not forget that he was locked in on Miami. Miami's now out of the picture. The difference is even though he's not a free agent, all these teams are now trying to put their best foot forward and pitch him on coming to their team. What were you going to say just now? 
Well, I was going to say, as a guy I know often says, you know, both things can be true, right? So it could be, optically, it doesn't look good for us to jump in on Deshaun Watson. And beyond that, it may not be good business if we're trading for a guy who could. Hey, it's unlikely. See, what, what I don't like to hear is, Hey, there's just a 10% chance that this can happen. Okay, that's 10% chance. That's enough. And, and, that, and that probably so, yeah, wasn't right, enough for, right. for those teams. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's enough to be hesitant. You know, some people, and I want to, I go the other way. So some people say, hey, it's only a 10% chance of that happening. That's not going to happen to me. I say, if there's a 10% chance of that happening, that might happen to me. Yeah. I want. No, I but, I guess, but I guess what I'm saying, certainty to that. but I guess just to, just to be just to be clear and I want you to get to your second thought. I want you to lose it. But just to be clear. Yes. What I'm saying is right. I it has it, it has it has not escaped me how quickly things started to transpire since Friday. You know what I mean? Just as a result of only getting clarity from a criminal standpoint. There still isn't as much clarity. I mean, it's it, you know we'll see how it plays out, but the civil cases are still there. Uh, the NFL will still weigh in, you know. But at a at a certain point, it just felt like Deshaun was radioactive, regardless of whether it was criminal, civil, NFL, FBI. But now, all of a sudden, now that he's cleared criminally, it's like, like I said earlier, all systems go. Um, but I think if we're gonna follow the facts, you gotta follow the facts. If he hasn't been charged criminally and he's going to he's not the first guy to face civil litigation and I'm, and I'm not in any way minimizing the allegations, but I it's like you not. said earlier. I, you I think it's I think it's important, but, I, but I'm, I'm going to take your cue now and I think it's important to emphasize what you just said. You can't pass judgment on the teams. If a guy is available, if they decide, hey, we're interested in this player at the most important position, he's going to be available to play. He may face a suspension a la Ezekiel Elliott, a la Ben Roethlisberger, where even if you escape criminal charges in the eyes of the NFL, you still tarnish the shield. You still violated our personal conduct policy. Then the league, then the teams within that league are still are, are very much well within their rights to pursue adding this player. Again, I'm surprised they moved this quickly, but yeah. I think it's probably a, a case of you snooze, you lose. Well, here's the other thing. And oh man, I, I hate to do this, you know. Since we're talking about um, some some African American films uh, <laughs> uh, and themes, and I always bring this up, that scene where Malcolm X, a young Detroit Red, was uh, talking to Rudy. Remember Rudy? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Rudy, and Rudy says, was I going back it. and forth. Yeah. Hey, Rudy, yeah. Oh, what'd you say, Rudy? Say it again. Oh, Rudy mm -hmm. says, I got it. Okay, I'm gonna say. Uh, Nick Casario, you got it. Because I was so critical of the Texans for not trading Deshaun Watson when he asked for it. I said, oh, they're trying to prove that they're in control. And, you know, they will trade you when we say you should go, not when you say you should go. Look at all the value they lost from Deshaun Watson. And it looked like a, a couple of times, it really looked like they weren't going to be able to get the haul back. Oh, was it, it wasn't just you. Initially. Oh, I said and, it was a huge mistake you know for the very reason we just talked about that. You didn't know, you know what, what? The, what the future held criminally or civilly for that matter. It was just from a football standpoint. We've got to make yeah. that clear from a football standpoint. Deshaun Watson uh -huh. football player. That's it. Well, let's put him in a football bubble. 
the Houston Texans are are sitting pretty well today. Mm. Uh, they've got a pump high, the brakes on that. They are pump the pump well, the brakes well, on that. They, well, I, we gotta well, wait and see. We gotta wait and see because this is they this got is complicated market. on a number of levels. No, do they? No, he has a market. Like okay, the well, reports okay, he, are he has a, the re- because he has a market. They have a market. <laughs> well, but we t- but the reports no, not necessarily. The reports are that there are trade parameters in place already that this could move rather quickly once Deshaun Watson decides on a team. But remember we talked about this with Charles yesterday and it also speaks to my frustration with those who have been critical of what the Seahawks got in return for Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson like Deshaun Watson like Matt Ryan for that matter going back to this Falcons uh, development has a no trade clause. So when Russell Wilson decided I want Denver Seattle couldn't leverage Denver against other teams. Likewise, once Deshaun Watson decides, I am only just like last year. The Texans were in a bind because last year Deshaun was like, "It's Miami. I'm not interested in Carolina. It's Miami for me. I don't. I'm not. I'm not thinking about Denver." Remember, I kept coming on the tell. I was like, "He only wants Miami," and so since he only right. wanted Miami, that's all Houston could negotiate with. So Deshaun is going through this process of meeting with. The Saints and the Panthers, who've always been in the mix, the Browns and per, and reportedly the Falcons. Once he picks a team, I'm not so sure, Michael. To come back to your point about the Texans sitting pretty, I'm not so sure that Nick Casario and Cal McNair are going to be able to fleece the team that Deshaun Watson identifies as the only team he wants to go to. If if he did not have that no trade clause, it's highest bidder, first come first serve. Put your best offer on the table. But with a no trade clause, if Deshaun says, yeah, you know what? I won't go home to Atlanta. Y'all work it out. Very complicated because now Atlanta's got to trade a guy with a no trade clause and take a massive cap hit with Matt Ryan and agree to compensation with Houston. Same with Cleveland. Same with New Orleans. Same with Carolina. Deshaun has always had the leverage from a trade standpoint because of that no trade clause. Same as Russell Wilson did. So I, I, I would not be surprised. If once we got the terms of, the, of this trade, we looked at it and said, that's it. Because you can't mm. leverage a team against another team if Deshaun is willing to go to that other team. Well, except, except, and those, those are good points, except for this. And I know it's a, it's a big difference between the 2021 season cap-wise for the Texans and 2022. In 2022, that's a huge cap oh, number that Deshaun Watson... Well, yeah. count. That's, okay, so last year yeah. they paid about I think ten million dollars. It was ten million dollars. Yeah, in the it was ten last year. Yeah. So to go from ten to thirty-five, it's just a different ball game. I know the cap went up, but like, twenty-six, twenty-seven and, million. And that's another still, thing that hurts the Texans' leverage. They can't say we'll just guy, sit on him this year. They have yeah, to move because, him this year. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a, a huge percentage of your cap. Now, okay, that's what a smart team would do, and I I, I did. Uh, you know, give it up. I say you got it to Nick Casario on the flip side. I don't like everything. You know this. I don't like everything about the Texans and how they've done business in Casario's two short years as their general two short seasons as general manager about to go into his second full season about to go into his uh, second coaching regime. Um, Who knows how he's handling this Watson situation behind the scenes. So they've got some issues. I think a smart team and a smart management crew would say we got to get them out of here. But the Texans don't always operate like a smart team. I thought so I thought that's spite, what they would have done last spite, year. Out of spite. Yeah. 
Would they? Would they say, okay, no? <laughs> oh, no, oh, they, hey, no they're not, not just going to hold him. No, they're not just going to hold him. They, they, they can't. They, they're so. not going to sit on a guy with 35 million. No, no, he's gone. And that's why I'm saying I don't think they're going to get five first round picks and, and two second round picks or, you know, it's not, they're not going to five assets. They're not going to get some. This may be a situation where we maybe look back on it and wonder, much like with Russell Wilson, maybe it's three. three first we may look back on it. Maybe, maybe Russell Wilson just went for two. Now, I would value Deshaun Watson more than Russell Wilson. But if we just want to, you know, play this out, you yeah, know, kind of role age, play for a second. Age, you know, Watson, I mean, you know, Wilson has, right, the, but, has the Super Bowls on stuff, but Watson. But, 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 one, but one, guy's not staring, one guy's not staring at a suspension, you know? So I, right. I, I would, maybe a team says, hey, we want to make this trade, but we're not going to mortgage our future. Also, Deshaun Watson, does he want that team to mortgage its future to get him? There are so many That's moving right, parts to this thing. Because I got to play, yeah, I gotta day play to with day, these guys. Yeah, and day-to-day -day it changes. And, and depending on the team he wants, what assets does that team have to give? You know, versus another team that may have had more to give. Much like the commanders supposedly offered the Seahawks three first-rounders for Russell Wilson. Did it matter? Russell Wilson didn't want to go there. You know, so ultimately, and then there's a deposition today. I also yeah. wonder, and I don't know this, is it strictly a Deshaun Watson fact-finding mission with these teams in these meetings? Or is it also a team fact-finding mission going back to follow the facts? Like, I've seen reports where a couple of, te couple of these teams want the transcripts of the testimonies uh, with, with the grand jury proceedings or with the, ci or, or, or with the civil, I may be getting confused, I beg your pardon, or with the, the civil depositions. Right. Do we know that these teams are completely comfortable with everything they've heard. Okay, and that's right. lead yeah. punishment we're, we're notwithstanding. There's just so we this can is be interested right now. Yeah, we can be I interested now. I'm, but I'm just based on, based on right, right. Well, I mean, I think it's it's, yeah. it's reasonable. Hey, I could be interested right now going into the deposition, but based on what I see in the transcript, you know, maybe that changes my mind. Maybe I become very uncomfortable that's with some of the things that I see. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's like. They, they've made these offers and, and, and maybe the Texans would say, okay, we'll, we, we're accepting of those offers. See, and, and even that language right there from Rappaport, you know, Saints and Pathans have made offers. Have those offers been accepted? Is there still some negotiations to be done? Is a trade in place with each of these teams that's interested where they're all willing to meet the Texans price or because this, this is what Charles was talking about yesterday, is that, hey, the teams want Deshaun to pick a team so the Texans can't use the teams against one another. So there's, there's, the, there's still the ongoing off-the-field legal situation when it comes to civil cases. There's the league eventually weighing in, and what that, what's that going to look like from a, from a personal conduct suspension standpoint? What does Deshaun want? This really comes down to what Deshaun Watson wants and nobody really knows exactly what he's looking for. Dare I say it, and I don't want to speak out of turn here, I don't know if he really knows what he's looking for because last year it was Miami, Miami, Miami. It was never anybody else in the picture. The Panthers were snooping why around, Miami, but it was all... Why, why, okay, but let, let's, yeah. let's do an educated guess here. Educated. Not, not wild speculation, but was it Miami because of the city? 
Uh, it was the city. Florida it was, I'll, tell you, I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll tell you the reasons why. Was it, it was the, the city coach? in no particular order. Yes, in no particular order. It was the city. It was the head coach. It was the roster. It was those three things primarily. Okay. Um, but now that Chris Greer has already said that's off the table, it's almost like Deshaun Watson is somewhat starting from scratch. You know, because Pittsburgh, a couple of days ago, Pittsburgh was in the air. Yeah. Only for them to sign Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, Seattle. Stop that. Stop that. If, if, if Pittsburgh no, was saying, in the air a couple of days ago, and just because they no, signed not, Mitch Trubisky did not slow him down. So they, they still well, I don't could think, be in the I don't mix. think, no, that, that, that wouldn't make any sense. So exactly. there's no reason it. You sign your back. Why would you sign a deal? A backup quarterback? Because no. you need one. No. Well, if you're Mitchell you Trubisky, why would you and, sign it? No, that's not. And, I don't want to get too oh, sidetracked. The only way right, to we're Steelers. We're not getting sidetracked. We're not getting sidetracked. You, you need a backup quarterback, especially if your starter is going to be suspended for four games. And like, and just for precedent, real quick, uh, Pittsburgh. Andy, I know, Andy not, Dalton. You know, oh, okay. Not, not apples. Who? Not apples to apples, but when Ben Roethlisberger uh, was suspended. In 2000, mm-hmm. what, 2006, I think it was six games initially, and then they sounds about right. Down six, down seven, so in there, yeah. six games, and they reduced it to four. So, yeah. I, I think you, you probably, you know, depending on what he says in these depositions, I mean, you could realistically looking at it, probably like a four to four to six game suspension for Deshaun Watson. You're gonna need a good quarterback. You need a good. A I'm not saying backup. I'm not saying Pittsburgh can't. Andy Dalton this thing if you will as in remember Andy Dalton was QB one for the Bears last year until they traded up and got Justin Fields. I'm not saying that Pittsburgh wouldn't draft a quarterback, but notice you haven't heard anything about Pittsburgh Pittsburgh when I say was in it. I mean was being bantered about and being mentioned as a possible destination. Pittsburgh ain't ain't never been in the business of trading their future for one player. Number one, they're a draft and develop franchise. Number two, number three, number three, they didn't sign. I'm willing to I'm 99% sure they didn't sign Mitchell Trubisky nor did Mitchell Trubisky sign with them as a precursor to getting an eventually suspended Deshaun Watson. So my point is though we heard Tampa at one point only for Brady to come out of retirement. We heard Pittsburgh as a possibility because of you know the situation there with Tomlin with Flores just Pittsburgh in general Pittsburgh went nowhere Seattle made some sense on paper. See, doesn't seem to be anything scheduled with Seattle. You see what I'm going with here? What I'm saying is yeah. all of this stuff we got to take with something of a grain of salt. Something of a grain of salt. There's a lot of things being reported, a lot of things being speculated about, a lot of things being said. Not all of it can be believed and, and, and treated as gospel. So the, the list is changing and evolving day to day. The news is changing. We'll see what tomorrow brings. Tomorrow could bring a whole new team. Today it brought the Falcons. Yesterday I brought the Browns, which again, if you're Baker May, remember I was saying about Baker Mayfield. If you know, like it's like in relationships, you either poop or get off the pot. The moment they didn't right. exercise, they, they didn't sign this dude to a contract extension. I'm like, this ain't gonna work. So if the Browns yeah. don't get this Sean Watson, please tell me how that works with Baker Mayfield going forward. But that's a conversation for another day. Yeah. I guess. Hey, listen. Uh, hey, look. All you, uh, that's easy. That's easy. You say, look. Hey, Baker. You tell me, who are your top five quarterbacks in football? I, you know, I, I, he, he first one. He's not gonna put himself in that conversation. I don't think he's that crazy. And two, he might. Deshaun Watson's probably Deshaun Watson's in there. So all you have to say is, look, we were trying to, we had an opportunity. It's a business. 
We were trying to uh, get Deshaun Watson. That did not work out for us. You're our guy. Here we go. Let's go forward. Hey, I ain't going to say the word, but quarterback, I'm just going to call quarterback unstable creatures. Unstable (laughs) creatures. Like, you can't do that with a quarterback. You can't flirt with another franchise quarterback and then come back to yours and be like, Oh, that that was nothing. Oh, oh, her. No, no, we don't want her. Oh, she's way too skinny for me. No, we want you. I'm not looking at her. Why? That's not. She's not even my. Deshaun Watson's not even our type. You can't go back. You can't go back to Baker Mayfield. There's no. There's no putting this two things back in the tube, bro. You think I love her? Yes. I just wanted to see if I still had it. I just wanted to see if I still had it. That's all. You know, just just brought me some a level of yeah. Meant nothing to me. Good, nice try. Mistake. Good luck with that. Good luck with silly that. Silly mistake. But Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, uh, wow. Cowboys out here catching wow. L's in the offseason. So Randy Gregory, everybody, including the Cowboys, thought that Randy Gregory was going to re-sign in Dallas. And in come the Denver Broncos, adding more intrigue to the Cool Mo D division, the wild, wild AFC West. So background in case uh, you haven't been following this on Twitter like we have all day in case you got other things to do like a job or something like that. Um, Here's how I went down basically. So first of all, he signs for five years and $70 million, 28 million guaranteed. That's the reported terms of the deal that Randy Gregory uh, gets in Denver. But has he signed the Cowboys? Has he signed in Denver? Well, it's a great question. And and listen, and you knew this was going to happen. This was bound to happen with this so-called tampering period period as really free agency. 
it was bound for somebody to reverse course. We've seen it happen before. We've seen it happen with Denver, Emmanuel Sanders, but it was bound for somebody to do this. So Cowboys yeah. thought they had a deal in place. Apparently, um, the Cowboys tried to um, change the contract after the agreement. Um, so the Broncos, Randy Gregory was the top pass rusher available in their mind. They thought they were close. Jerry Jones recruited the hell out of him, which Michael, honestly, from a Cowboys perspective, Jerry Jones shouldn't have to do much recruiting. This is a guy, Randy Gregory, and, and you know, you probably know his story. A lot of people know his story. Suspended for all of 2019, first six games of 2020. Cowboys picked him in a second round in the 2015 draft after off the field issues uh, hurt his draft status, missed most of 16 and 2017. Um, He's been on and off the field and they've, and they've never wavered in their support of him. Okay. They've always stuck by him and he's grown. As a matter of fact, I think Mike McCarthy put him on a leadership council uh, last year, made a career high 11 stars last season, uh, had a career high with six sacks. So I think the Broncos believe there's still some untapped potential. And that's a nice book in the pass rushers with him and Bradley Chubb um, in that increasingly dangerous AFC West. So right. it sucks if you're the Cowboys and you've and you've done all of this and stuck with Randy Gregory through thick and thin had a deal with him in place only for him to flip to Denver. I don't know what the Cowboys did to precipitate that flip, but and, and look, they're licking their wounds right now and the Cowboys it's easy to crack on the Cowboys. A lot of people love making jokes about the Cowboys um, and the jokes on them. They tweeted it. They had to delete it, but the AFC West. And this isn't Khalil Mack. This, this isn't a Khalil Mack seismic move. But nonetheless, yeah. here's a guy that's looking at the Denver Broncos, and the money was, was there, of course. He didn't sign for cheap. But looking at the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson, I mean, bruh, like day after day, there's another chess move. There's another move in this arms race in the AFC West. And it keeps – when when Russell Wilson first got there, you were like, Denver's the favorite. Khalil Mack trade, we're like, whoa, Chargers. Rand, I, I'm not saying Jason, Randy Gregory Jason necessarily. Jackson. Yeah, J.C. Jackson, Jackson, yeah. J.C. Jackson yesterday, right. And then yep. here comes the Broncos countering with Randy Gregory. I mean, it just never ends in the AFC West, dude. Never ends. Okay, you know what, though? You know, Mike, uh, can I just, can I read this defense and give you a snap judgment? Now, now maybe I'm confused. The Broncos defense? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the defense of this situation, okay? Okay. And I'm gonna give yep. you a, a snap judgment of what I see. What I see is a really convenient opportunity for an agent. I know the agent works for the player and not vice versa. Agent works for the player, but I see a very convenient opportunity for an agent to get a little bit more money uh, from the Broncos. And then to turn it around and talk about, hey, you know, we had this deal. We had this agreement with the Cowboys, but make it the yeah. Cowboys problem. The Cowboys right. changed the language, which, you know, we had no other choice. I mean, we love Dallas. Yeah. We appreciate everything they did for us. This seems, yeah, you know, something. Oh, there's probably a lot more to the story. Something that smell right here. Yeah. Because if you, yeah. if the Cowboys, yeah. the Cowboys aren't going to say, oh, yeah, yeah very sloppily as much as as you said people like to joke around with the Cowboys. They're not going to say, oh, we got an agreement with Randy Gregory 
and just have a 30%, like a, a, a comfort level of 30% that the deal is done. They were yeah. told that the deal was done. That's when they announced it. Yeah. So, yeah, I the real story, the real story is going to come out. I, I'm not buying this. I'm not buying. Well, I think I, they had I think a deal, the agent even told the Dallas language. Morning News. I think the, the I think the agent even told the Dallas Morning News. So that's so I, if I'm not mistaken. But here's the thing. I said the jokes on the Cowboys for now because Twitter. Listen, man, they may end up getting the last laugh. Because reportedly, allegedly, this is from uh, Jane Slater. I don't know if we're able to throw that in tag board right quick. Jane tag Slater board. says, "Shout out, shout out, tag board." I, I know, just so inside baseball. Uh, whiff yeah. on Randy Gregory, but I'm told there is very strong interest on Von Miller's part in coming to Dallas. Got a home Ooh. very close to the facility. Of like course, it. he played at Texas like A&M. A&M. Um, yep. You know, and remember, he was putting out these hints about, oh, I might want that old thing back going back to Denver. So we thought maybe Von Miller may end up going back to Denver. Denver had other ideas with Randy Gregory. Von Miller in Dallas is certainly not a bad consolation prize if that is how it were to play out. So Randy Gregory played the Cowboys, but it doesn't mean they, they don't have time to rebound. Um, you know, I mean, look, man, get your paper, do what's best for you. I don't begrudge Randy Gregory. I'm just saying if I'm a Cowboys fan and I'm a member of the Cowboys organization, given all they've been through with him, I'm, I'm probably feeling some kind of way. But if Randy Gregory, if his heart was in the Rockies, if he wanted to go play with Russell Wilson instead of Dak Prescott, if he wanted what Denver was offering, if he good for you, you're a free agent, you got the free agency, do, do your thing. But if I'm the Cowboys, I'm like, eh, you know, how about that? Like, Doing oh, due I, diligence. I see how it is. Yeah. Doing due diligence on, on Von Miller. You imagine, I don't know how it would work, but I think they figure it out. Von Miller and Micah Parsons and Lauren. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah they, I mean, oh they, yes. That's you, you, you figure that out. I mean, you, you figure that out. The, the you figure that out. See, First I, and second down is that's not a what problem. It is. That's what it is. I mean, but that, that, that's but, really I mean, what injuries. Until the a next lot of different rule reasons. change. Yeah. And text and, and until the next rule change in, in football. And, and tell me if you uh, disagree with this. I think we're done. I think that no more, no more 2000 Baltimore Ravens. No more 1985 Bears. Uh, like no more. 19, oh, just that suffocating uh, dominant 70, defense. 70s Steelers. Probably not. Not happening. Probably not. And so, probably not. Well, that's been replaced. And I, 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 you know, I appreciate the. And you're gonna, this is gonna surprise you. I appreciate the advanced stats on this when it comes to defenses. You know, DVOA and all that stuff. Yeah. Because what doesn't do it for me? What doesn't do it for me anymore? Is just points allowed. Points allowed. It's just too. It there are too many variables with within points allowed that that don't tell you the complete story. I think it comes down to not really making defense. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, okay, right. okay, okay. Here we All go. Right. So fair enough. So for example, DVOA. You want yeah, well, takeaways are big, and DVOA yeah. does factor in not only just it doesn't just say how many points did you give up. It says where were you when the offense got the ball. 
So if you're at your sure. own, if you're if, if they're at the if they're in the red zone, you had a turnover. Your, your offense turned it over. And yeah, situ- the, certain the, change, uh, situational and football. You gotta, like, what, you what's your red zone defense defend, like? Yeah, you defend yeah. 18 yards and you give up a touchdown. We're not going to hold that against you. But if they march down the field on you up and down, sure, then that factors into your rating. So points allowed doesn't always tell the story. I, and look, I'm not. It doesn't tell to, the complete hey, story. Hey, but like look, points man, allowed is like I'm not, I'm not, we want to score more than I'm them. It's kind of that simple. It's like I, you're I'm reinventing the wheel right enemies. now. Is what you're doing. Hold on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. I'm just trying to tell you. Oh I'm no, no, I'm not letting enemies. you do this. No, there, there's free. No, not, I know what you're gonna do. No, I'm don't not do trying it. to make enemies in all have, I'm not wasting time on this. We have so much free agency to talk about. Do you want to know who the top two do Don't do it. You know who one and two. Who was one and two in the NFL last year? Look, look it up. I know one two. I know who one was, but that's not okay. We're not, we're not doing it. Who Buffalo, was, I don't know okay. who was it, but we're not. But what we're happened? not doing it. We last not... saw them. We last so, saw them. All right. What happened? Okay. Okay. This Can is, this is respect, respectfully. Respectfully. Seconds. That's what. And respectfully, this is wasting our time. The, oh. oh no! But here's the other thing. Just real quick. And the other team, the number two okay. defense, was New England. And the last time they played Buffalo, the last two times they played Buffalo, Buffalo didn't punt. So I'm just saying, there's a little bit more there. There's a little bit more. Dig in. Dig in more. Okay. Your your, more. your larger point. Your larger point. Who you played and the situation is valid. You're right. No, you're right. I mean, I don't want to dismiss what you're saying. I just didn't want you to troll Buffalo. But y- oh, you no, know, no. I get what you I get what you're saying in general. There's more to hey, it than simply Mike. points allowed. But that is still the name of the game. Is all I'm saying. Like there's, Mike, but yeah, I love your schedule, your situation. I got to put it on the record. All of that. Yeah, I'm gonna put it on the record. I love Buffalo as much as Jack Eichel does. <laughs> I like how you uh, pull that great, story. Great. In. Oh, no, right, I like right, how you pull right, that story. Right. That's well, well played. Well, well played. Um, so anyway, you can never have enough pass rushers. Going back to Dallas, they end up with Von Miller, Michael Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence. You need depth. You figure it out. That's for Dan Quinn to figure out. That's why they pay him the big bucks. All right, through the first 24, with the last few minutes we have in this segment, through the first 24 plus hours of free agency, what's the move or the team that jumps out to you? Ooh, you know, you know who it is? I, I tell you, it's, it's Jacksonville. It's Jacksonville. You know, once upon a time, were, a general manager once told me, don't fall for the offseason Super Bowl. Oh, you know, don't, don't, I know. But, but it, yeah, but, but it's not. I just I, I just think they have that their moves are good. They made good moves. And you know, we we're talking yesterday and oh man, the, the name escapes me, but um, they got him from the Falcons. Linebacker they got from the Oh, Falcons. yes. Yeah, let the, let the uh, league in tackles, yes. Let the I need to look tackles. at his name. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, what, Yale what guy, six-round pick. I, 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 knew, I know the guy. Um, uh, yeah, 100, what, six, yeah, 192 six, two, two, tackles Yeah, 62215. Yeah, yeah. So, and every... one of the best run-stoppers from the Jets as well. Okay, and look, do I like this deal? No. I don't, I don't love the Christian Kirk deal, but... Sometimes in free agency, yeah, yeah, of course. But sometimes in free agency, you got to go out of your mind to get the guy there. You really want a guy? We couldn't remember. We couldn't remember four year Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to get him, sometimes you got to pay for him, which I appreciate. But I think they made some really good moves, and they still have the number one pick in the draft, and they have Travis Etienne coming back after missing all of last year. Uh, with that ACL, Trevor Lawrence in year two, Trevor Lawrence with a real 
professional coach who doesn't make it all about him. I like what they're doing, and they can go anywhere in the draft. Yeah, that's dated. That was that was that. Take, take that down. That was yesterday. That graphic's old. That was yesterday, and they've added Zay yeah, Jones yeah. and Evan Ingram to that list. So that's that's dated. Yeah. Um, I like what the Jaguars have done. They've been aggressive. They have definitely been aggressive. Um, they've gone from non-playoff to not even being on the borderline to being a borderline. If they if they if they nail this draft, and I'm not saying you mm-hmm. got to get eight eight starters out of the draft. That's unrealistic, but if you nail the number one pick and you should get you should get day one starters in rounds one, two and three from where they're positioned. Yeah, uh, I can see them. I can see them right there in the mix. The last couple of weeks of the NFC South Jacksonville still active in this seven team uh, playoff field in the AFC. I can see it. I like it. Um, who's that? Who's that know, team for you? So I, I love the Ravens getting Marcus Williams. That's, a, that's that, that happened a couple of hours ago. I would say, you know, just looking at yesterday and today, I, I, if I'm a cheat, can I cheat and, and have a tie? Yes. Do you mind if I have a tie? And the reason I'm, I'm, I'm a tie is because so the Chargers, I'm counting Khalil Mack. I'm counting Khalil Mack, even though te- technically he came aboard via trade. Um, but the Chargers getting arguably the top free agent in JC Jackson, okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to go with Khalil Mack, and they pick up uh, uh, they picked up Shel- Sheldon Day from. Uh, from the Rams, uh, Sebastian Joseph Day. I beg your pardon, Sebastian Joseph Day. Signed him to a three-year deal, a defensive tackle from the Rams. Um, love those moves. Absolutely love those moves for that defense. Sebastian Joseph Day coming across town. J.C. Jackson, arguably the top free agent available, um, and trading for Khalil Mack. So if I can just say off-season winner, Chargers are are front and center. Tied with, come on, man, my Bengals. I'm, I got to go with my Bengals. Now I hate that they wow. lost CJ Uzama, wow. but well, yeah, yeah. you talking about a Super Bowl? You talking about a Super Bowl team that had they lost one? They lost a couple guys. Who's the other big loss that they, that they had? The other big loss they experienced? Another big one that I'm missing? Yeah, T tackle. Uh, oh, um, you talking about uh, uh, Larry Ogunjobi went to the Bears? Larry yeah. Ogunjobi went to the yeah. Bears. But they did, but they did keep, um, they did keep B.J. Hill. Um, I feel like they did another deal with him, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So yeah, they they kept B.J. Hill. Um, yes. And then then they then they franchise. You know, nobody likes that. Nobody likes a franchise tag. But uh, the Jeremy franchise Bates. tag on. So on, on Bates, but they had so. one. But they had one objective. They had one job. The Cincinnati Bengals had one job this offseason. And so far, so good. It's not finished, but they had one job, which is to upgrade their pass protection. Like you're talking about a Super Bowl team that lost the Super Bowl because of pass protection. If you just want to simplify, and that, does that sound right. familiar? Kansas City Chiefs from the year before, and they went out and got Kappa and Karras. So, given where they were last year, given how critical it was for them to be able to protect yeah. and make happy the league's arguably the league's brightest young star in Joe Burrow. I mean, there's not many guys that's got that's on the up, uptick the way Burrow is. 
I would say you got to count Cincinnati among your big early winners this offseason, given where they were, given what they needed, given what they did. With the Chargers right there. I like what Jacksonville did. I it's like, like what Denver has done like in, the, in totality players. this I mean, offseason. Who, right, Jacksonville? Kappa, Kappa's, uh, the other teams that we mentioned, the Chargers got better players. Jacksonville got better players. Look, Kappa is a, Kappa's a good player. Made a I forgot football, I was but, talking to. But, I forgot I was but, talking to. But, but, no, I was no, not saying. even thinking no, no. That, that you would let come them. On. Come <laughs> on, bro. Come on, come on. This is, that, this is nothing to do with Cincinnati. It has nothing to do with it. Just pick one. What's up, Just South pick West one. Southwest Ohio. We cut, no, we crying. Just call it, man. Just pick one. We cut, no, we crying. Like, I mean, one hey, day you hating hey. on them, next day you're giving them credit. No, I said it, a big winner. You're like, oh, not, their players aren't that good. Like, that. Which one? They got, they got one good player, but not a great player. So, Cap is a good player added to the offensive line. Better than what they had at guards, right? But Karras, Karras is like a, he's like a swing guy. He's like a, he's not really a real starter. He's a backup. I, I do, but I do. Just to bring it full circle, I do agree. I like what the Jaguars have done. They didn't just—they didn't just get Jags, you know. They didn't just get guys. They got some really impact guys. And Christian Kirk got overpaid. I overpay me any day of the week. A rising tide floats all boats. These other receivers will get a better contract good. as a result of his. Go he's ahead, a good player. See, a number one, I'm not sure, but he's a free agent, and you got everybody in free agency gets overpaid. Everybody gets overpaid in free agency. So stop hating on that man. Be grateful for that man. Um, but Jacksonville, no, I like what they've done. I do. I really do. But if I had to pick a winner, I'm looking at two teams that I think are closer to contention. We know the Bengals are there. Chargers may just break through and win, win, the, win the division, if not more, yeah. as a result of getting Khalil Mack and uh, J.C. Jackson, along with Sebastian uh, Joseph Day. So, yeah, we could do this all day, but we got to take another break. Yeah, we can. I love it. Love it. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed.
they were announcing his retirement before he even retired. And at some time, you know, the, the media made the news. Hmm. He, he was not ready to make any decision and, and didn't make any decision. But Schefter and Darlington uh, stated it as fact. And, you know, he hadn't made any decision on that. So, lo and behold, uh, after he had time to reflect with his family and, you know, what, what gives him the greatest joy in his life, and they all agreed that this is the path forward that, that works best for, for the Brady family. So um, he just came out and, and uh, is happy as could be. Mike, oh, as that you know. familiar. That sounds yeah, familiar. Hey, look. There, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. There is what? no love like it. Well, there's there's one love that's greater than a father's love. That's a mother's love. Okay, I'm gonna give it up. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give it up to the mothers. I'm gonna give it to the mothers. Mothers oh. are amazing. But a father, oh. a father. Look, I, if, I, I, I thought you were going to go no greater love than, than a man had laid out his life for his friends. But I'm sorry. I don't mean to th- go hey, ahead. Hey, continue. Hey, hey, <laughs> now, listen. Now, you tell some dads uh, something about their kids, particularly their sons. They don't want to hear it. They got 25 excuses or they got, in this case, 12 excuses. Look, look, Tom Brady Sr. Uh, is very entertaining. Never has never held back from sharing his opinion on anything. One of my favorite moments from Tom Brady Sr. during Deflategate called into a San Francisco radio station. Said, yeah, yeah, you're talking about Tom Brady. Um, Roger Goodell is full of you know what? And so are you. And yeah. they're all liars. Yeah. Ain't nothing happened to my son, Tom Brady. He didn't say my son. He said Tom Brady. He called him Tom Brady. So look, I can understand why he's saying this. But come on, bruh. Okay, if Tom Brady wasn't ready to retire, and you right. want to blame Jeff Darlington and Adam the media. And the media. The media. The media. Okay. If Brady, a grown man, wasn't ready to make an announcement, you know what he ain't nobody telling ain't nobody telling the press in. Ain't nobody right. making hits in. Right. <laughs> he said, you know? Yeah, I'm not ready to I'm not ready to retire. Nobody told him. To like you know go all milk toast on this on this let's go podcast with Jim Gray, and then come back the next day and put something on Instagram that you know all oh, this journey is over. Nobody told him. The media it wasn't the media. It was you, Tom Brady. So come on, he changed his mind. It's okay. And, t- and Brady hasn't made a lot of mistakes during his career, Mike. This was one of them. But nobody's nobody's saying up against the wall to him. It's like, cool. Tom Brady's back. We get to see the greatest play for another year or three. Fine. Hey, Mike, I'm going a whole 51 minutes without telling you I told you so today. So I'm overdue. <laughs> Go, um, ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, you man. The like, too. You blame it. No, 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 I'm not blaming. No, 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 no. Oh, come on. I, I was just I was just egging you on just now. No, of course it wasn't the media's right. fault. That's that's okay. a joke. Like, I mean, all right. But what he can't say as the father-in-law is that his daughter-in-law made him do it. How many times, how many, how many different examples have to crop up that prove going back to when you and I first started going back and forth on this before the Rams game when, or even the Eagles game it might have been because, yeah, the Eagles game was, you know, 
potentially could have been his last game when it first started creeping up that oh Brady could walk away. You were convinced. Oh, he already knows. I'm like, no, he doesn't. Like, there's no way he knows. Like, you can't perform and focus the way he does with one foot out the door. He doesn't know. So then he loses to the Rams. The Bucks lose to the Rams. And I'm like, this has got Giselle written all over it. This got his wife written all over it that, hey, man, you said one more year. Okay? So what I'm saying is this entire process spoke to somebody who was being pulled into retirement all along. And this is where I think I might have said this yesterday, but I'm not assuming you heard me or anybody else heard me. This is where being naive kind of actually can pay off from time to time. In a cynical world, I am guilty of being naive quite a few times. And I never believed y'all wanted to call these people liars. Y'all want to call his dad a liar. Y'all want to call the Bucks liars. All these different people that came out and helped him refute those reports on that infamous Saturday where everybody was bidding him farewell. Y'all were like, oh, they just lying. He just wants to control the narrative. I'm like, he doesn't know. He doesn't okay, know. Okay. Well, if he didn't know, just say it. And, okay, and so, here, one, so here's the dad. Wait, wait, hold on. I just want to read this. I just want to read this. Just I just want to read this. But, but he couldn't. He didn't have that option because the boss said, yes, you do. You do know. Okay. Well, you don't know. Right. I'm telling you. So let me just read this one quote real quick. This is more of what more of what Brady senior said. It just took a little bit of time to sort this thing out. I mean, he's kind of in uncharted territory. Wow. Wow. Okay, so of people might he's so I guess typo here. People might seem to think he took a misstep. Hey, welcome to our world. Not very many people get to make this decision at 44 years of age and going on 45. So we could talk about like, there's nothing odd about this. There's nothing strange about this. There's nothing cynical, skeptical, conspiratorial. It it could be as simple as my dude for once didn't know what he was doing. We're so used to Brady saying all the right things and doing all the right things and being Mr. Perfect. Dude did not know how to manage this situation. It is complete BS that the media forced him to press send. When the truth of the matter is, this was something that he all that his wife had decided for him. And he had to do it. Otherwise, he'd had hell to pay. Once they went on vacation, he was able wow. to talk him into let me you let me what? go back and do what I'm called to do. That it's really that simple. Hey, Everybody looking for oh, hey, he was right. trying to leverage the Bucks to trade him to the 49ers. Right. Like, no. He just never wanted to retire. Full stop. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something, brother. Given the option of blaming the media or blaming my wife, I blame the media too. <laughs> okay. Or, or, or blaming my daughter-in-law. You don't want hey, them problems. Hey. He ain't no, about no, to no, come no, out no. and say, well, what hey. really happened was. There was a you know an, an agreement you know, in place. Cause you know the wife would be like, you know, I tell you who's not coming over. I tell you who's not coming <laughs> you understand over what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? Your daddy gave an interview. And, and blame me. Okay. Of I'm all the then. of okay, all the mom. things that Brady right. has said, of all the things <laughs> that he said, the one thing he ain't never done is cross the misses. Okay, no, and she and, really she, and she gave it her blessing on, on Instagram. He ain't never said. He said, hey. You know, my family needs me. He ain't never said, yo, I got to go inside. 
about, I, I, you know, I got, yeah. I got a street light on. I got, you know, I'm, I'm being, I mean, I'm being you know, summoned. You know, okay. I mean, come on, fellas. <laughs> you know how it is. But here's the thing. You know. But here's the thing. What? And and, and it, that's a different. We always talk about how the rich are different. So he's got, you know, the, the money thing. It's not just a money thing. It's a lifestyle thing. I can't imagine if I tell my wife, "Hey, I'm gonna do this." Oh, we gonna do this? Yeah, you gonna do it? Yes. When are you gonna do it? Uh, you know, February. I do it in February, and it, you know, it's it's October, November. You best believe, I better do that in February. And if I don't follow through, it ain't gonna be a uh, hey. She giving me likes and clicks on Instagram. <laughs> so Tom yeah. Brady says, "Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna retire." And then 40 days later, he's unretired, and it's all cool. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. A TB12 method is amazing, man. He should have like a should have a he whole could marital be a, advice. He could probably be a life exactly. He could probably be a life coach. But let me. But more important, you need another coffee table book, Tom. Another coffee table book on marriage. Thanks to, to Tom Brady Senior for the fodder. But more important and more pressing. Talk about like good free agent signings. So uh, we're talking about the, the, lo the losses. Yeah, okay, Marpet retired, you know, um, and they got some free agents um, in, in general. Like they lost Kappa to the Bengals, but they retained Carlton Davis at cornerback. Good pick. And great. great. Russell Gage. Jensen. And, and, well, and Jensen. And he, and he said he'd have gone back with or without yeah. Brady, but I'm talking about just in terms of like the last 24 hours. Russell Gage, they got him from Atlanta. So obviously Chris Godwin coming back off the ACL and MCL tear. We know the third receiver was a hole because of somebody who shall not be named, you know, in and out last year. Russell Gage as a two to Mike Evans or a three, when and if Godwin three, comes back, yeah. that yeah, is an yeah. excellent pickup. That is an excellent pickup. So re they reloading. They're, okay, I'm reloaded. Buck, Bucks reloading. Jason, it's a great Jason Pierre Paul. And Dominican Sue. What's up with those? We'll dudes? see. We'll see. They're right. still. Hey, look, good Where news is ain't no games to be played tomorrow. Ain't no ain't no Pretty games on the schedule players. anytime soon. They're, they were important players, yes. But you gotta. We talk about big winners from the from free agency. He was not a free agent, and it only lasted forty days. But technically, I mean, I don't know who could. How could who could be happier than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to not have to go on the the search for another quarterback to be in the wilderness themselves to get Tom Brady back for this year and who knows how long? Well, we, who knows when it comes to him? How long you know he's going to want to play? I know you're tired of Brady. I, pop, I know you've gone over to the dark side. I Overnight, no, no, you've become no, no, no. a Brady hater. I don't know no, how. No, no. I don't know when. I know you're tired of him. I, for one, am not. I'm happy that he's back. Just I know the, the Bucs are Just the opposite. You know, I shouldn't even say this to you. I give you a little tease. You know what I heard last night? <laughs> I heard last night. San Francisco still might be interested. Some but San Francisco are interested. Some are not. But some are very interested. Still. You don't get to do that. Have no, not, you don't get to do that. You don't get to I'm do not that. Giving up hope. Because no, I'm not no, giving up no, hope. No. What kind of hope? You don't want to tell me that they it would be ridiculous if they did that. Oh hell I no. Oh, I think Look how slick it is. How you no, I no, no, no. See, this ain't fair because you muddy in the water no, between no, our conversations no, on air no. and off air. Reported. No, man, that's Reported. no, no, 
No, it's that's whack is what that is. No. That's whack. And that's then you snuck it in at the end during Come the music. On. You ain't slick. Don't question You ain't slick, Leroy. Don't question Who's Leroy? You ain't slick. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, Michael, the numbers keep going up and up. Aaron Rodgers, we've learned that contract uh, that he just agreed to with the Green Bay Packers, new money average of $61.7 million per year. And it really, like, the number number jumped out at me uh, for a couple of reasons. One... Look, we know Aaron Rodgers is a great player, MVP again for the second season in a row. So uh, he he deserves every dollar that he's going to get, if not more. But I go back to two things. One, when that contract, when we learned that Aaron Rodgers had a new contract, he said, wait a minute, the numbers aren't quite accurate. This deal, you know, I'm coming back to the Packers. I'm happy to be back. But y'all didn't quite get it right. And there are two, there are two reasons, at least two reasons, why you would say something like that. One, um, you haven't signed the deal, and there's still some numbers to work out or some terms to work out. Or two, that the deal is actually richer than, than that which is being reported, and you want everybody to know about it. And look, everybody's got a different kind of personality. I've never been one of those guys who... Uh, is, is going around bragging about what I've got and how much I make and all that. But I think Aaron Rodgers, I, I'm guessing that he wanted people to know that his contract, that it wasn't. The, reported, <laughs> that the reported contract is not accurate and it's even more than we thought. But beyond that, look, and that's his, that, that's his right. He's, uh, he can do whatever he wants. But I, I think this is interesting from the, from the perspective of Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers always giving each other love. Always. Hey, that's my quarterback. He's the best. And then uh, Aaron Rodgers, I got the best wide receiver in the NFL. And Devontae, you know, oh, you know on and on. Just throwing, just throwing flowers at one another. Now, if I'm Devontae Adams, he's, on a, he's, he's, playing, on, he's playing on the franchise tag. And I, I wonder how this, what, where, where this rates 
in your, on your leverage chart. They tagged him. He told the Packers, I'm not playing for the franchise tag. I'm not doing right. that. And, and they he typically don't Aaron, guarantee money beyond the first year for non-quarterbacks or something to that effect. They have a certain way of right. doing business, I believe. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, his guys, got a new deal. Other players mm -hmm. on the roster have new deals. They've restructured to create salary cap space. As a matter of fact, the Rodgers contract created a tremendous amount of space for the Packers. What happens? What happens with Devontae Adams? Now that uh, Aaron Rodgers has his deal and Adams says he's not playing for the franchise tag, I, I'm just I'm just curious about the Packers because you know you look at the last three years. Their regular season, they've been like one of the best teams in the NFL. Last year, I thought they were the best team in the NFL. Didn't didn't turn out that way in the playoffs. I thought they were the best team in the league. What do you do? And that and, and I didn't even mention this. You throw that into the mix. Now you got Christian Kirk. Yeah, getting it just, all it the just money. creates a, a a bigger divide, presumably. I mean, you know, Devontae Adams probably had his own number in mind, uh, which probably it might have been eighty four million more than what. But it was probably more than what Christian Kirk got anyway, or it should have been. Like Christian Kirk in free agency yeah. should not have approached what Devontae Adams had in mind to begin with, because Christian Kirk does not approach the player that Devontae Adams is. So I'm presuming that Devontae Adams deal was big to begin with, but now that Christian Kirk cashes in to the tune of $84 million over over uh, what is it, four or five years, one or two, Devontae Adams was like, okay, well, today's price is not yesterday's price. Um, so. I don't think they get a deal done anytime soon. I also don't think Devontae Adams sits out the year. I know he's saying that now. You and I have seen many a player say what he won't do, uh, what he won't ever do again. But when it comes time to play football games, when it comes time to cash checks, yeah, I and it, and it's interesting because you never <laughs> you make know, that money. Listen, well, you never get that back. Remember last year when, you know, they were kind of, I mean, you know, I threw it out there and then sure enough, there was a report about, I, I threw the last dance comparison out there from the beginning and then sure enough, there was a report about uh, them calling Brian Gutekunst, Jerry Krause in text messages and then Rogers and Adams uh, started talking about, or started, you know, playing into that with pictures of Michael and Scotty on Instagram, playing up that whole last dance thing. I say that to say, Devontae Adams might just have to be the Scottie Pippen in this situation. And we all know how Scottie was wrong from a contractual standpoint for so long. Devontae, and it's not obviously apples to apples. Devontae is going to make a lot and more Scottie's in one mad. year than, than Scottie. Scottie's but Devontae is going to make a lot more on this franchise tag than Scottie made back then um, when he was yeah. underpaid. Um, I don't see Devontae Adams sitting out. Um, I think Le'Veon Bell was. A, a one in a hundred situation. I, I think I think he may set out camp um, and may show up at the last minute once those checks start. But I, but as much as he loves Rodgers and loves playing with Rodgers, I think that's yeah. that's your that's the posture you assume right now. I'm not gonna play under okay. the franchise tag because all you have is your services as leverage. They have the franchise tag at their disposal. You have your your services as your leverage. All you can do is threaten to withhold them when it comes time to actually withhold them. And keep in mind, he can't be fined for missing OTAs, can't be fined for missing training camp because he's technically not under contract. He could just decide that he's going to miss checks. 
I don't see that Let happening. As far as Rogers goes real quick, just on yeah. regardless of what the actual deal says, the average, all that stuff is for agents and for players. And look, bottom line is Rogers saved $18 million against the cap from what his previous cap number was. I'll get to this in a second. What his previous cap number was. And next year, his base salary is $59 million. So it's very much year to year for Aaron Rodgers. So according to Jordan Schultz, they offered Devontae Adams over $23 million a year, highest ever, but he declined it. Uh, new money average says the highest ever is DeAndre Hopkins at $27 million. But that was two extra years added to a three-year deal, skewing the market significantly. Money and ego. These guys want to, and Devontae Adams is early so as the best receiver in the league, with apologies to Triple Crown winning Cooper Ooh. Cup. Ooh. These guys oh. want body of work. These guys want yeah. to be understandably so, deservedly so, recognized as the highest paid. Just like Rodgers wanted to be highest paid quarterback, Devontae Adams wants to be highest paid wide receiver. I don't see it getting worked out. But good news is, like I said earlier, when it came to the Buccaneers, they ain't playing no games tomorrow. But when it comes time to play games, then Devontae Adams is there. I wonder if you think that Aaron Rodgers has any kind of honeymoon period in him when it comes to decision making for the Green Bay Packers or do they look at it and say, look, man, you signed the contract. That's what we were concerned about. Now we don't have to really kiss up to you as much as we did when you were making your decision when you were torn. So we got you under contract. We, you can you can look at it either one or two ways either. Yeah. Okay. You're under contract. Shut up. Sit down. Shut up. Because we were told <laughs> we that the situations anything. were connected. We were or, told that there was or that it was right. they were tied, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or now, hey, uh, you're our guy, and you got to, and the reason you got upset in the first place is because things were happening, transactions were happening that you weren't on board with, and you want a little bit more of a say, or you know, come to me, ask me how I feel about it. I'm not, you know, come on. I've been here for yeah. a while. I've been a good soldier. Yeah. If it, and that's a long way of saying, he loves Devonte Adams. If Aaron Rodgers wants Devontae Adams signed and he really makes an appeal for him not to be uh, on the franchise tag, does it get does a deal get done? Does that put a little pressure on the Packers or do the Packers feel no pressure because they got the franchise quarterback under an agreement yeah. under a very lucrative agreement and he's not going anywhere. Presumably they've always or Aaron Rodgers has always tried to leverage. I want Devontae Adams back. Maybe the Packers are like, well, yeah, well, we're bringing him back regardless. We're bringing him back on our terms, which is a franchise tag for now until we come to a deal that we like. Bottom line, though, as we go to break, um, ultimately, grand scheme of things, Rodgers is signed and sealed. Does he deliver? Do you, do you believe that before it's all said and done, putting you on the spot, do. he will deliver yes. another Super Bowl yes. championship? I Green do. Bay? You do believe that? Okay, good. I do. Good. I do. I do. I believe it. I believe in Aaron Rodgers. Look, he didn't play. And a lot of times the criticism was unfair. Last year was fair. He didn't play well last year. Last year, he had a bad divisional playoff game. It was just, he, he, he didn't did. play well. He did. But most of the time he does play well. He does. And I think uh, he's got a lot left. He's got a lot left. And that right on. So. Well, yeah, we'll see what change. they do with the rest of free agency. Maybe their biggest offseason pickup was Rich Versace. They're too good. The special They're too good coach. not to. <laughs> They're too good not to win another one. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. 
the longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Story of the night in the NBA, arguably, and maybe not the one that we expected, certainly not the one that we expected, even from this game, an MVP showdown between Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid. Um, Bones Highland was the breakout star for a number of reasons. One, he had 21 points and four threes in the fourth quarter in Denver's comeback win. But the bigger story, bigger than basketball, uh, so you got to go back to 2018. Uh, he was a high school student. His family's home in Delaware caught fire and um, he was rescued by the Wilmington Fire Department. Last night, 40 members of the Wilmington Fire Department showed up to support him. Uh, after the fire, they didn't know if he'd ever play again. Now he's a hometown inspiration um, who will uh, be closely followed for the rest of his career. That's the Denver Nuggets Twitter account I'm reading from. Uh, and these are the, this is Bones meeting with the first responders who helped save the life of him and members of his family. He lost members of his family. He had hundreds of people in the stands coming from Delaware to support him in Philadelphia last night. And uh, he felt the weight of the moment after the game. Uh, just to come back to a uh, hometown that's close to my city, uh, 30 minutes away and put on the show here. That's a dream come true to me. Uh, like I always say, I'm the kid who wants to, you know, show the, the next kid in the city that this can be you in my position. And uh, when growing up, I never had somebody who, who can show me the ropes and that guidance. So I want to be that guidance for the younger youth and, you know, keep leading and keep showing them that this, this can be done on this stage as well. Hey, Bones, uh, on the broadcast, they kind of highlighted your connection with the firefighters who helped you out after that tragic incident. And uh, how valuable is it to you that you've been able to continue your relationship with them for all these years? Uh, next question. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Esteban. Hi, Bones. Congrats for the win from Cordoba, Argentina. What can you tell me about the great combat the team do, did in the second quarter and the amazing Nikola Jokic end of this quarter? I'm sorry. 
Say that again. Yeah, yeah. Don't be sorry. I understand your situation. A lot of heart on this play right there from Bones. Incredible story, but there was another incredible story last night. Carl Anthony Towns tweeted today, yesterday was two years to the date that my parents walked into the ER at JFK Medical Center in Edison, New Jersey, and were admitted with COVID-19. The same hospital that my mother gave me life, and tragically, the same hospital where I saw her life begin to slip away. Two years later, I walked into AT&T Center with the greatest guardian angel that I could ever ask for and dropped 60 against the winningest coach of all time in Greg Popovich. I say this to say, no matter what life throws at you, you can come out of it stronger. Tough times don't last, tough people do. Miss you, mama. This game, my life, is for you. He gave the Spurs 60 points on 19 and 31 shooting with 17 rebounds last night. That's an NBA season, cat career, and Minnesota Timberwolves franchise high. In my mind, I told coach before the game, I said, hey, listen, um, we need this win. Um, I'll do whatever it takes. I, I told him before the game, if I need to play 44, 48 minutes, I'll get it done. In my mind, I was so locked into just dominating. I didn't really think of anything else, but when, every time I touch the ball, go score the ball. All right, here to get buckets with us is John Schumann from NBA.com. So, John, lots to cover from last night. I mean, it was that there was two stories that just really tugged at your heartstrings. We'll get to those and, as well as the games. Let's start with the Timberwolves. Let's just we just heard from Carl Anthony Towns. I think they were 16 and 20. Now, uh, and since then they've been 24 and 10, so up to 40 and 30, creeping up in the sixth spot, so almost playing their way out of the play-in having won uh, eight out of nine games. They're a game and a half out of the sixth seed uh, in the Western Conference. They got this dynamic young core led by Carl Anthony Towns. Top 10 offense, top 10-ish defense in terms of efficiency. How much of a problem can the Timberwolves be in these playoffs? I think they can be pretty um, tough just depending on the matchup. You know, I think if, if they're seven or six, you know, they're looking at Golden State or Memphis uh, probably. And I think Golden State would be tough, but I think uh, a, a Minnesota-Memphis series would be a, a ton of fun and would be a long series too, I think, just because of uh, those two teams. I mean, Towns is, is great. I think the, the big thing for him is just the one thing I see is just his aggressiveness. Like, you know, he's um, attacking. I, I You know, I didn't watch all that game last night, but I, rem I watched them – say a couple weeks ago they're playing golden state and he was just doing this thing where he trails and attacks right he catch he comes he trails the the break catches at the top of the key and then just goes at the guy in front of him no matter who it is and when he's doing that um one he's a good finisher two he's going to get to the line and then three that's going to open up other things and so his ability to shoot is is obviously is is obvious and so when he's attacking and can mix it up and then the uh, the jumper, uh, you know, becomes more open, and you know he becomes dangerous to the point where he can score sixty points in a game. Obviously. So, and then going back to uh, the other game and the other story we talked about, we we just uh, highlighted um, we highlighted uh, the 
incredible story about Bones Highland and him surviving the fire back in 2018. And, and then he goes out and performs in front of uh, more or less his home crowd in Philadelphia last night. But going to the, I guess, the marquee matchup coming into that game, uh, any takeaways as it relates to the MVP race as it comes down to the wire? Not that you were deciding on one game or one victory, but just wondering if you, if you got anything out of that game and just where you might be leaning when it comes to the issue of Embiid versus Jokic. Yeah, I think I've been leaning Jokic. Um, I think it's it's a three-pronged thing. One is just sort of the box score stats. You know, for one, he's the only yeah. guy averaging 20, 10, and 7, and he's averaging 26, 14, and 8, right? Like, two, it's yeah. efficiency. If you look at the highest usage players in the league, he's the most efficient scorer uh, of all of them, say, like, the top 50, 60 uh, highest guys in, in, in regard to usage rate, he's number one in, in true shooting percentage, which measures, measures scoring efficiency. And then three, it's the on-off numbers, right? Like his value to his team is so obvious. You know, his team is generally much worse when he's off the floor. And that's where it comes to, to the game last night, which was it sort of went against that that last narrative. And, and the key minutes were early in the fourth quarter when Highland was hitting those threes. Uh, DeMarcus Cousin hit, hit, hit a couple threes, and and the Nuggets really won that game uh, with Jokic on the bench, which is you know the total opposite of the the script with that team. It's always you know uh, they lose a lead early third, you know late third, early fourth, and he comes and, mm -hmm. and rescues them in, in the last seven or eight minutes, and so. That was my one takeaway is like, oh, maybe their bench is is coming along here. I think they've had there's been another game or two in the last couple of weeks where um, their bench has looked a little bit improved. And if 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 that's the case, well, then one, they're a much better team than than they have been earlier in the season. And two, I guess it takes a little bit away from his MVP candidacy. But, you know, it, it's a it's a I guess a, a catch 22 or you know, it's a give and take where it's like, oh, you know, his on-off numbers aren't so drastic, so he doesn't look quite as valuable. You know, if you if you take the little literal case, uh, the little me literal meaning of the word, but then too, maybe he get they get a couple more wins in the standings, and that helps his MVP case because they move up to you know fourth or fifth instead of sitting in sixth. Uh -huh. You know what? I, I I love this time of year, John. You know. 13 to 15 games left for most teams and you start to see some teams really for for urgency reasons. They need to close strong uh, to either make the playoffs or to solidify uh, a top two or top three seed and you look at both of these teams uh, Denver and Philadelphia similar similar records. Do you see a championship uh, roster right now with either of those teams and, and if so you like what which team and I'll, I'll get I'll get a two for one which team if they have a championship roster which team do you think uh, could go further in the postseason well um, well obviously Philadelphia as they stand has I think a higher ceiling just because they have Embiid and James Harden um, but you know, they're in a tougher, I mean, with most of these East teams, you can see them losing in the first round. You can see them coming in the East. They all have that sort of floor and ceiling where because the East is so good from from one to eight, basically, um, anybody can lose in the first round. And, and you know, one of them is eventually going to get to the, 
get to the finals, and I have no idea who that's going to be. Um, I think the West is is just um, – I think it's Phoenix and Golden State, and maybe, maybe Utah uh, I think is still a little bit interesting. But the West – it, I think it's those two teams, and I, I, it's hard to make an argument for anybody against either of those two teams, especially if if they're fully healthy. If Chris Paul comes back healthy, if Draymond Green obviously uh, stays healthy and Steph Curry stays healthy, if those two teams are at full strength, I don't see any team beating them in the playoffs. One team you didn't mention there was Memphis. Uh, Wait, is it my, just oh. you, you, you know, John oh, Morant, but but – not enough, not enough elsewhere. I mean, why, why not Memphis uh, over Utah? Well, I think uh, if you look at like point differential and I think Utah is just a little bit stronger team. They, if you look at, they have the fewest losses in games that weren't within five in the last five. So they've had some clutch issues and they had some last night against Milwaukee. Um, but they're really strong when they're full strength. Um, they obviously had Mitchell out for a while, go bear out for a while. When they've had those guys, they've been really strong and had barely lost any games that weren't close. Um, Memphis, I think it's just an, an experience thing. I, I, you know, I, I'll, I'll believe them in the playoffs when I see it type of thing. Um, I, I think that's just the case, but they're really good. Like, and I love watching the play and I, you know, if they were in the conference finals, it wouldn't shock me to, a, 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 a huge extent. I just think Phoenix and Golden State are sort of head and shoulders above everybody else. Hey, Mike, do me a favor. Uh, cover your ears here. Um, earmuffs. Um, John, I want you to listen to James Harden. I say earmuffs, man. I want you to listen to no, no, James no, Harden from no, last night. I got to hear this. And then I'm going to quote your own work to you to ask you about the Sixers. But first, here's James Harden talking about what went wrong against Denver last night. You talked a lot about defense since you got here. Doc was talking before about the transition defense. It's been an issue the last few games. What do yeah. you guys have to do to improve? We got to get our ass back on defense, man. Um, you know, the shot go up, um, whereas dribble penetration or whatever the case may be, I think two or three guys, whoever's not offensive rebounding, got to get back. And uh, it's really hurt us. Last night, we, it was it almost hurt us. And tonight, it hurt us. So um, that's a point of emphasis, and we got to just continue to build on that. Yeah, I mean, they got crushed in transition. Denver had 29 fast break points. Nuggets had a 139 offensive rating in transition for the night. Now, that's defense, which we knew yeah. was a question coming in. I told you I'm not talking to you right now, Michael. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is between me I'm and John. Listening. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying John, this. I, this I is read your power rankings. I, I don't know why I even bothered. I'm reading your power rankings column, which is always informative. And I didn't realize that among 140 players with at least 500 field goal attempts this season, James Harden ranks 43rd in true shooting percentage um, and 113th in effective field goal percentage. Both marks his lowest since his rookie season. Second biggest drop in field goal percentage in the paint among 116 players with at least 200 paint attempts in each of the last two seasons. All that to say, I ought to ask a question, and I'm sure it's music to Michael Holly's ears. Did I get too excited about the potential of this pairing? And did I get too carried away with what they did out of the gate? And how concerning is it what they didn't do against Brooklyn, struggled against Orlando, and now 
coughing up the lead and losing to Denver and Philadelphia last night? Uh, I mean, you know, obviously all those numbers encompass his time in Brooklyn, including the last month or so in Brooklyn when, let's just say, he wasn't... He, he um, tanked it. <laughs> he, yeah, wasn't, he shut it down. Yeah, it wasn't at full energy level. Um, so I, the question is, how how real is that? But, I mean, if you go back to the beginning of the season, he was struggling, especially just shooting. Like, he's been able to get to the line, and that's why he's much higher in true shooting percentage, which measures efficiency and, and, and accounts for, for trips to the line, than he is in effective field goal percentage, which is just about shooting from the field. Um, yeah, man, and... It, and and the, the the performance against Brooklyn was just brutal. I mean, he he almost didn't look like he wanted to be there uh, once things started to go south. And you know, even like just coming out of the the half when they were down big, it's like all right, let's see what they got in the first five minutes of the second half. And like the first three possessions of the second half were brutal, and and that was that. And you know that you you would hope um, for a little bit more urgency, a little bit more aggressiveness, a little bit more pop you know, in, in his step. And so, yeah, I think you're concerned at this point if you're Philadelphia with the last few results. And then maybe, you know, maybe all of the Brooklyn uh, sample size is more real than than fake. You know, I, I think it's it's absolutely a concern. I, I You definitely sort of drop the Sixers down a notch after these last uh, three games. Because, yeah, and, you know, they – got crushed against Brooklyn. They went to Orlando and barely escaped. And then obviously yeah. couldn't, couldn't uh, deal with, uh, with Denver and losing the, the non, the Jokic off the floor minutes was just, you know, you can't do that against Denver. Michael, it, withhold comment if you don't mind. So we, I'm just gonna move on. I know. I, all know, that. I got another. No, I enjoyed <laughs> okay. it. Okay. I good. enjoyed it. Good. I heard right. everything okay. I needed to hear. Great. All Moving right. on. Uh, John, another uh, joyful sight last night was seeing uh, the Warriors. The band was back together last night uh, for Steph Curry's 34th birthday. He got Draymond Green back on the court and he gave the Wizards 47 points. Uh, here's Draymond and Steph after the win. To start, what, what's your mindset right now? Uh, obviously, the two seed will be great, but we're not chasing it. Uh, we're going to make sure we do everything we can to stay healthy coming down the stretch. Not going to make any any bonehead decisions trying to chase the two seed. Whether we're two seed or three seed, we're going to win a championship, so don't really matter. Did you, you're just calling that right now to finish off the postgame interview. <laughs> yeah, I called it months ago. Uh, <laughs> it's not anything more than it's built on 10 years of experience and chemistry and winning and an understanding of how we do things. No matter how much time we have off, you can get right back to it. It is crazy to think it's the first time me, Clay, and Draymond have been on the court in a very, very long time. So you want to keep building on that. But that's, like I said, we know each other like the back of our hand and we've, we complement each other very well. And there's a lot of confidence in that. I mean, are we, John, are we kind of sort of right back where we were at the beginning of the season? And you, you touched on this earlier. Um, we talked about the top of the Western Conference, but are we are we right back where we were in terms of a whole and healthy Golden State Warriors team is the one to be feared? With all due respect to the Suns, and, and, and with all due respect usually means you're disrespecting them. But 
The Suns have earned the right to be the favorite. But nonetheless, Warriors seen us about to get Iguodala back. We'll see what they can get from Wiseman once he gets back. But there's such a different group with Draymond Green. I just really want to drill down more on the Warriors with Clay rounding in the form, Draymond returning to the lineup, Steph, you know, being able to explode and break out of this shooting slump. I just kind of want to see what your takeaway was and how you're going to, pro- how you may write about this team in the upcoming power rankings, given that what we've seen from them absent Draymond Green wasn't the real Warriors to begin with. Yeah, I think um, early in the season, you know, they played the Suns three times within about a month of each other, and they won two of the three. Um, you know, one of those wins, Devin Booker didn't play. Um, but I think coming out of those three games, the last one was on Christmas, I thought, and I think most of us thought, well, you know, Phoenix might end up with the better record, but Golden State seems to be the team with the higher ceiling and maybe the match matchup advantage. You know, I think in those three games, they tried to let DeAndre Ayton beat them and Ayton wasn't necessarily up to the task uh, completely. Um, I, I took one thing down from last night with Green and Curry on the floor. The Warriors scored 56 points on 33 offensive possessions, which is just ridiculous. Now, we can't, you know, put too much into one game against the Wizards. But, yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, now it, the great thing is there's, you know, 15 games back, games left, and they have some time to sort of ramp up into the playoffs and sort of find that rhythm that they had early in the season. I, like I said, I think when they were whole, they were they had the highest ceiling of any team in the league. The problem was that they weren't whole for three months, basically. And, you know, things fell apart, you know, sort of on both ends of the floor for them. So I, I can't wait. In two weeks from now, they have a three-game stretch where they finish a trip in Memphis, and then they come home and they play Phoenix in Utah. So, like, right, the, you know, like, put those – This is it, it, two weeks from today is basically when that stretch starts. So, you know, that's, that's going to be the fun time to watch. Obviously, Phoenix is not going to have Chris Paul um, – but those are the, the three games to watch with this team. And I think, uh, and that gives them, you know, two weeks to sort of find a rhythm. And it, it's great, like, you know, Draymond, you know, the, the, the numbers, the box score stats aren't there, but he's just on another level. Um, him and Curry are just on another level as far. You know, so, it's, so, it's so interesting. Yeah, we lost John, I was gonna say to him, uh, just to gonna say, Mike, that I, we didn't say goodbye. I didn't get a chance to say goodbye. Uh, Gary and Chica, please uh, uh, let him know that we appreciate his time and his uh, insight. And I was also going to say to him, Mike, he's lucky he's not here because I would give him an unmasked CDC uh-huh. frowns upon this hug based on his James Harden commentary. That's my dude. So thank you, John. I knew, but you I know, knew he you would enjoy that. Hey, he brings up an interesting point about uh, the Warriors to the Warriors and Suns are ahead of everybody else. How about Draymond just calling it? We're going to win the championship. It's not necessarily a hot take. When you got all that, when you can back it up, when you got safety help like that over the top, you can get aggressive and talk a lot of trash. I know I'm mixing some sports metaphors, but no, no, I don't think it's, and, I, mean, I don't think it's hey, a crazy I, I, take. No, it's certainly not a stretch. I wouldn't expect anything from Draymond, but it's just like, oh, what else is Draymond going to say? He didn't have to say anything. 
He could have just gone, yeah, you know what? We're just trying to get better and trying to play our best basketball no, at the right time. Didn't want to do you that. Know, like, didn't he do he that. wasn't going to say, oh, we're just happy to be here. We're satisfied with the three titles we got. Um, you know, we're just happy to be in the playoffs. He went all the way in. And you're right. It's, it's not a stretch. Um, and again, re more reinforcements yeah. on the way for that club with uh, Iguodala. Better. You mentioned, and we'll see what they got you from You mentioned Wiseman. Wiseman. You mentioned, forget about Wiseman. I told you a while ago. Kaminga is a dude. Ain't but a wise man. Yeah. Hey, no, we, next we year. No, I just, I just mean the fact that there's reinforcements on the way. I don't. Wiseman, you're right about Wiseman. It's like, what, what can we even expect from somebody who's played so little? So I'm not saying he's like a game changer. I'm just saying there's still other pieces, you know, coming down the pipe. We got Draymond was the first one to come back. Iguodala's coming back, and we'll see. Whatever Wiseman can give them is gravy. So, yeah. Yep. They, they but I, I, I knew you, would, I knew you would get off on the uh, on the Sixers analysis in particular. I was surprised you didn't you didn't push for that. Yeah, you know. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal. And when you gamble, betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hey, one team that we didn't cover with NBA.com is John Schumann, and uh, we appreciated his time, was the Lakers. Um, and rightfully so. They didn't deserve it. Man, I, bro, I'm going to tell, tell you straight up. I ain't even watched that Cause game. Because I, you know why? Because I checked Cause the you, score while I was you, out, and it was like 19-2. It was like 19-2. Yeah. I'm like, over before it started. Which, I just have a thought, and we'll get back to more important matters with the with time we have. Yeah, yeah. I just have a thought I want to share. I don't have this workshop to the extent that I had NFL right, overtime all Ooh, figured out. Fresh. I, I, I have it's NFL fresh. overtime all let's figured go. out. Okay, we'll let's just go. see let's if go. everybody comes around and realizing how right I am about that. The play-in tournament. We need to tweak the play-in tournament. Okay. okay? It so. needs to be tweaked to where there's a trigger to the play-in. In other words, something is wrong with the system in which a team that is 10 games now under 500 and for that matter another team that's 12 games under 500 plays for the right to make the playoffs against two teams we the aforementioned Timberwolves who are 40 and 30 but the seventh seed the Clippers 36 yeah. and 35 but the eighth seed 
and then you go to nine with the Lakers at 29 and 39 and the Pelicans at 28 and 40. There shouldn't be a plan in the Western Conference. The plan to me should be triggered by not the standings, not just seven through 10 automatically in a plan. It should be like you got to okay. be within three games of the seat above you. So in other words, the Lakers at 29 and 39 aren't close enough to the Clippers to trigger a plan. Like a, a, okay. a, a six and a half so, game, a five so, and a half okay. game difference. There should be a plan. Those are right like, you know what? We got our yeah, like exactly. Timberwolves and Clippers, they make That's it. it. Meanwhile, in the Eastern Conference, yeah, right. But in the Eastern Conference, it makes more sense. You got Toronto at 38 and 30, Brooklyn at 35 and 33, Atlanta 34 and 34, Charlotte 34 and 35. They're in range to trigger a plan. But you just should you shouldn't get rewarded with a play-in invitation or a play-in participation. 10 games under 500. Right. Like, why waste our time? Like, LeBron's good for a 50-point explosion every now and then, but otherwise, the Lakers aren't worthy of playing participation, okay. let alone potentially making the playoffs. So imagine a world, what an injustice, if the Timberwolves at 7 right. lose to the Clippers at 8, then have to play the winner of Lakers-Pelicans, and in one game, right. they could end up, the regular season could end up being okay. meaningless for the Timberwolves because they lose to LeBron, who goes off in one game after he beat the Pelicans in another game, right? There's something to be said for the value and the legitimacy of the regular season, and it delegitimizes the regular season when a team that's 10 games under 500 can conceivably still make the playoffs through the play. Right, listen, it should me, be a trigger. It should something. be tweaked. We need to fix this. Let me tell you something. I like it. I like where you're going with it. It's got to be. It's got to be uh, refined a little bit because yeah, it's got to be worked There may be yeah. some imbalances. I like this a lot better than your overtime proposal, which I just like to just ball up and throw it right back in the trash. I mean, overtime proposal is terrible. Okay, that's terrible. And I just hate that you're you even never thought it I, through. I hate that you that you even no, I thought, thought it through. through. And it, no, it, it any kind of proposal that takes a problem and creates a new problem is not a good proposal. You created new problems here. You We're thought, trying you to reduce our problems. It's okay. You're, okay, you're I have. On. I don't like on. it. But but I would say on this plan the thing the, here, here's here's what we have to fix in your plan proposal. One, it's not a reward for everybody. Like some teams don't want, some teams don't want it. Like it don't look like it. Really it sure is. It, it, it. it so don't like, look like it. I, you say I'm being. Oh wait a minute, we don't have to do it. Okay, good. Like New Orleans, they don't. Nah, come on, New Orleans, the Lakers, they don't really want to be involved. That's what I'm saying. Then so the why should we be subjected to this? The bottom line uh, business, New York City, Adam Silver is like, wait a minute. Uh, we need it in the East and the West. We can't just go either mm. or. We got TV partners. Need... There's money involved okay. here. It's money. I'll say this. Can I'll you, say this real quick. Can you line our pockets? Can you line our pockets? I'll say this real quick. Proposal? Then we listen. don't need basketball. We don't need more basketball just for basketball's sake. We need good basketball, meaningful basketball between two they good teams that. that that are like. They don't care. Equally, but more or less the same, fighting for playoff participation. The latest CBA notwithstanding, I'll just reference because I know they expanded the playoff field. No, in baseball, every division doesn't have a one-game playoff to get into the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like it could be like that. You don't have to have balance in the East and West in terms of playing participants. It could just be, oh, they're really close in the Eastern Conference. We'll play in. We'll do a play-in tournament there. Western Conference. We already got our eight. We're all good. It's a it, so, it, but it's not about only got, it's not about competition. It's a carrot. It's a carrot. They like it's a carrot for these well, sad sack teams. The, Lake, the Lakers need to, a stick. Keep their fans involved. The, Lake, the, the Lakers need a stick. 
Okay, <laughs> and you've and we're not even gonna go through. You've already been calling for them to shut down LeBron James anyway. Okay, with the time yeah. we have left, anyway. once again we're on a streak. Every day around five o'clock, there's a free agency move that we gotta sneak in, and we'll carry over carry over to tomorrow. This is right in your backyard. Patriots trade yeah. guard Shaq Mason to Tom Brady's Buccaneers in exchange for a fifth round pick. I told you stop tripping about the Buccaneers losing guys. And yeah, Jordan Whitehead went to the Jets. I know that I saw that too, but. How about this offensive line? All of a sudden, for the Buccaneers, not bad. That's Shaq Mason, one of the best I mean, guards in football. I mean, I mean it's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Like Bill Belichick, what are you doing? Is this like batting practice? This is better. You are trying to. You want Tom Brady to hit. Uh, you want him to hit a, like a mammoth home run in the straight center. And Fenway, you know what this is? In Fenway, you send somebody, hey, see if you can hit that red seat out in right field. And Ted Williams supposedly, you know, hit a, a dude dozing off in a straw cap way back in the days. I mean, Shaq Mason has played with Tom Brady before. I would say he didn't make the Pro Bowl last year, but I, I would give him equal oh, status, he, if not even a little bit the, better than Kappa. And there's he an is argument a to be devastating. Made. He's a devastating run blocker. He always has been played his college ball at Georgia Tech where they were running like that 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 wishbone like old school. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. he knows he knows how to he knows how to run block. He knows how to play for Tom Brady. He's still a really good player in his prime rated well last year for pro football focus. I think it's a good trade for the Buccaneers. It is a garbage trade for the Patriots. They get they traded uh, Shaq Mason for a fifth round pick. And, and creating remember the last time dollars eight million dollars of cap space that doesn't make any sense remember the last time the Patriots traded a guard to the Bucks it's almost like it's almost like they try to like make up for trading Logan Mankins, Logan Mankins. <laughs> much to Tom Brady's disappointment back then now they you know listen man that's what I told you like here's the, here's the, here's the thing with free agency okay it's like we're reacting in the moment and we're grading in the moment it's no different than the draft the draft I can't stand first round grades that Thursday night I can't stand people giving grades after the first round. You and I got into our argument about um, about the Bengals, you know, and about Jamar Chase, uh, you know. Yeah, we got because you were reacting to the first round, okay? Penny Sewell versus Jamar Chase was a first round argument. argument. The, the, the picture the wasn't finished yet. Okay, likewise with free agencies like, oh my God, the Bucks are losing guys. Oh, Leopard, they ain't done yet. They ain't done. It's just day two. Yeah, this is wild. Day two. You remember free agency hasn't technically started yet. The fun is just beginning. Who knows hey, what happened between Buccaneers. tonight and tomorrow? Buccaneers looking pretty good though. I can't wait. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.